if you believe that your male friendships or your female friendships are important, then do you start that relationship off knowing that I can't be with somebody who says, nah, when you get in a relationship with me, you can't have male or female friends. Yeah, gosh. Oh, my God. This is so. Okay. Okay. Let's back up. All okay. right. Let's back up. Let's back up. First of all, no, you're not going to get any new Friends yeah, okay. of the opposite sex. Okay, new friends. Okay, so we're not going to, let's not even play that game. Oh, I just met this person at work. I think they're really cool. Nah. I'm on a journey to discover, uncover, and recover love. Now, as a national playwright, I've penned dozens of shows about relationships. As a filmmaker, I've documented the most beautiful committal of lovers at weddings. And as a divorcee, I know firsthand the brevity of marriage and the pain of its loss. I'm the Terrasaur Whitfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, the Terrasaur Whitfield. You and know, I'm your co-host. Okay. No, you're not the co-host, Jay. Can okay. you just wait for your introduction? Okay, sorry. Okay. Go God, you can't take people nowhere. <laughs> she's a nationally syndicated morning radio co-host. Uh, she's a motivational speaker. She, Get into it. Jay, <laughs> Jay, can you Yo. wait for your intro? Okay. I'm okay. trying to give you a, an official... <laughs> You know, so professional. Yeah, I'm trying okay. to be a professional. Okay, let me get serious. I'm sorry, Latarius, it's get, you. Okay, okay get go. serious. Okay, this is a very classy show. Okay. <laughs> okay, go ahead. She's a nationally syndicated radio, a morning radio co-host. She's a motivational speaker. She loves giving back to the community. She's a founder of the nonprofit organization Project 16 yes. that focuses on empowering the youth. I've worked with this organization, and she does some amazing work. Jay, I need you to behave yourself, all right? Okay. She's a social media influencer. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast, my homie, Jay. Should I call you Lady Jay? Oh, it don't matter. I'll call you Jay. Yeah, like my friends call me Jay. All right. You already know. Okay. Yeah, I, I had to mess with the at the beginning because... One of the things I love to do is get on his nerves. <laughs> why why are you like getting on my nerves? Jay? Well, you know, y'all, Latera's, I'm about to spill the beans. I don't oh, even know what we're God. supposed to talk about today. I'm about to spill the beans because he wants to be so professional and so, you know, if y'all listen to his voicemail, anybody that has his number, <laughs> Latera's has poetry. I'd be like, you are doing the absolute most. He's like, I know I can't reach your call. But God so loved the world <laughs> no. that if roses are red and violets are blue, you know that I love you. I'm like, Lateris, just say, yes, you do. No, I don't. No, he, I don't. Lateris is my extra friend, okay? Uh -huh. Everything is super extra. We can go outside right now and he'll see like a bird and he'll be like, that is a sign of love. You be like, so this is why I love that you're doing this podcast, honestly, Lateris, because this is so you. Dear future wifey. Ladies, he is a, he is one of the few men oh, on earth that is literally looking everywhere, grocery stores, gas stations, no, the barbershop, <laughs> anywhere for a wifey. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> he, he is so into it. Jay. Huh? This, oh, this is, is not, your show. <laughs> yes, yeah, you're over here interviewing me. It's time for you to sit okay. on the other side and All be right. interviewed. I apologize. You're right. So, Jay, so we've been friends how many years? Oh, over terrorist. 10, 15 years? Yeah, at least. It's, it's been a long time. Yeah. And we've both been through marriages and we've both been divorced. Dang. <laughs> yeah, we just going to just Struggle. put that on there. Yeah, so the thing about it, I feel like you have a database of experience as it comes to relationships, love gain, love loss. And so that's the reason why I wanted you on the Dear Future Wifey podcast okay. for you to give your insight and input. And you just keep it real. So that's what I've always loved about you is you just keep it lit. Now, on the Dear Future Wifey podcast, we coined the acronym LIT for living intentionally and transparently. 
So can we get you to be transparent? Absolutely. I okay. don't I don't know any other way. That's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so you. today's episode, we're gonna talk about can when you're in a relationship, can you still have platonic friends? Whether you're dating <laughs> in that relationship or whether you're married. So what do you think about that? Have you ever experienced that where first of all, let me ask you your your point of view. Do you think that you should be able to have uh friends while you're in a relationship? Yes. Of the opposite sex. Of the opposite sex. Okay. I am going to say yes, but yes within boundaries. Okay. What and does where, that mean? where there is some respect. Okay. Um, oh boy, we can talk about this forever. <laughs> all right. First of all, let's be clear. When you're in a relationship, I just don't believe, I believe that you should be best friends with the person you're in the relationship with. 100%. But I do not believe that they are to be your only friend. Yes. Um, I believe that you can have platonic relationships of the opposite sex as long as there are some very clear boundaries that are set. Okay. Let's talk about those boundaries. <sighs> uh-huh. I... Golly, this, this is not a blanket answer. It, it's not. That's what I said. It's, it's, it's a whole podcast, so we can talk. The reason why it's not is because, number one, it all depends on who you marry. Or who you're in a relationship with. Everybody is different. You have you have men and you have women that are in relationships that are very respectful right. of boundaries and the feelings of their a significant other. Yes. And you just kind of know that they would stay within those lines of respect within the relationship. And honor you in that friendship. Yes. But then you also know... <laughs> And people are in denial about who they're in a relationship with. You. And I have been in denial before, too. And when I say in denial, I knew you really wasn't like all the way A1. I knew yeah. you had some trifling tendencies. Right. But at the same time, I, I tried to convince myself like, <laughs> like you would never do that to me. Or a lot of times what people try to do is start playing that card of, are you just being insecure? Yes. Yes. Now I'm just being realistic about who I'm in a relationship, relationship with, with, but I can't. By your track record. But I can't tell you because I'm in a relationship with you. I can't say I know that you have trifling tendencies, right? So, <laughs> but you, why can't? Well, so why can't you say that? Why can't you tell, like, being transparent and honest with your significant other? Why can't you just say, "Hey, listen, let's keep it real. You know, every girl you've been with before me, you cheated on." And it was somebody that you called a friend. Because I'm going to tell you what the response is going to be. Yeah, but they're not you, and you know I'm not like that anymore. <laughs> that was good. You've been there before. Huh? I've been there before. <laughs> Listen, I am reliving my past right now. Um, also, they'll say, oh, you're throwing my past in my face. Yeah. Um, they'll say things like, um, I, I just think that there are certain things you shouldn't say to your significant other because there are certain words you can never take back. And once they feel you've labeled them in a negative way, it's a wrap after that. You know what I mean? And so here we go again with the whole, this is why relationships are so hard. I don't know why we stay in those relationships where we think that those things can happen to us. And I think that it can happen to anybody. Don't yeah, get it twisted. Yeah, but we see red flags up front and we stick with the red flags. And I cannot, for the life of me, understand why. Because it's something that we desire. We think we have this propensity to feel like we can change somebody. 
Yeah. If we really get down to it, we feel like our love can change them. Our words can change them. Our presence can change them. We yeah. can love them past their insecurity. Right. And that's what I want to discuss is that going into a relationship, do you make the decision to say, listen, I have to be with somebody where if you believe that your male friendships or your female friendships are important, then do you start that relationship off knowing that I can't be with somebody who says, nah, when you get in a relationship with me, you can't have male or female friends. Gosh. Oh, my God. This is so. OK. OK. Let's back up. Okay. All right. Let's back up. Let's back up. First of all, no, you're not going to get any new Friends yeah, okay. of the opposite sex. Okay, new friends. Okay, so we're not going to, let's not even play that game. Oh, I just met this person at work. I think they're really cool. Nah, okay. we, we, we good on all that. All right. You do have those certain type of friendships where y'all have literally been like brother and sister since yes. like the second or third grade. Right. Right? Um, so, so, so that's okay. <laughs> no, you got to say what you want. You got to say. No, listen, what listen, I'm saying. But see, because I've even known those relationships <laughs> to cross the lines. When, when there is a weak moment within the yes. relationship, yes. then the friendship ends up crossing the line. So it's kind of hard. But, it, but being realistic, there's no way to say you can't have a friend of the opposite sex. There it is. That's my point. No, okay. Let's be clear. And I, I don't mean to put you on blast, Lataris. Okay. You have a lot of female friends. <laughs> Like, Lataris is the guy that all the girls call for relationship advice, for, and I have witnessed it, I have called, I have, and Lataris has a lot of beautiful women in his life um, because of the work that you do, and and you don't just, like, you're not just, like, cool with them, you're just, like, you, you're really cool with them. What does that mean, Jay? How you really cool with them? Like, you know more about their life than probably their significant other. And I'm sure there are a lot of guys that want to beat you up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. But you know what? When they get in a relationship, I don't talk to girls like that. So once I, once I find them in a relationship, I, I back off. I, I, I just don't communicate. It's girls I know right now that were real cool, and they got in a relationship, and they said, well, but I can still talk. We can still talk. I said, no. I said, I just I, I want you to hold that place sacred. Now, do I just cut them off totally? No. I still communicate with them. but I Within sure boundaries. There it is. Okay. But see, you set that level of, that's crazy. You were the ones that set. You were the one that set the boundary for their relationship, right? Because you're a respectful person. Because again, I don't want to be on the street and get punched in my face, and I, that and would hurt. Dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> minding my own business, and I'm like, hey, how you doing? The dude hit me in my face, and I'm like, hold on, what just happened? No, oh, I saw your, I saw a missed call from you yesterday, and it's like, or you up on the phone with my girl till midnight? Yeah, like, then, nah. then check the record, and it's like, no, I try to, and I always try to be respectful for the dude. I, if she's around him, I'll say, hey, uh, tell so and so by name, tell him I said what's up. I want to hear her verbally say that to him and and there's been times where I've actually some of my homegirls have actually put me on the phone with their significant others and I've actually counseled them in relationships okay so it's like I try to keep because I really do want love to to flourish from every perspective and I ain't gonna never dump on a dude ever you know what I'm saying right. so my whole situation is that and in the times and I talk about this in my podcast but in a time that I actually well I ain't gonna talk about that I never even mentioned that whole story, but what? but no, nah, it's gonna it's gonna talk about a conversation that I had with uh, in a time where I actually slept with a married woman, and I apologized to her husband. I'm about to go. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Yes, 
that, that he is found happening. out, or you're the one. No, that I told him. He never knew. He never knew. It was. It was. Oh it was, no! It was, it was after, oh it was, no! It was after they actually divorced. So it's after the divorce, and me and him talked, and we we talked. Why? And we Why did together. you feel at that time you need? Oh, because it was a level. It hold was, up! Did y'all divorce? Did they divorce because y'all slept together? No. And he did not know. No. Why would you see? This is. Okay, so I'm going to, everything I just said is a lot. This is why <laughs> you can't, ha- why would you be the one, if she didn't choose to disclose that to her husband, they are divorced now. You just made this woman who was supposed to be a friend of yours and you crossed the she line with no her. Friend. She was a, she was a, it was a, it was a whole situation. Oh, okay. So she, she was trifling. Yeah. Okay, so never mind. But <laughs> why would you choose? Oh my God, Latarius. Because it was in the point of brokenness. It was, you know what? And to be honest, to do that stuff, I would never go talk to a guy. But it was, I literally, God told me to do that. And I literally Lataris. went and talked to him. And when I tell you, it was the most beautiful situation I've ever had with a man. Yeah, for you, but not no, with him. him. Yes, I mean, he not, was. Not with, I'm talking about not for her. Wait, well, it was divorce. He didn't care. He said, he, and you didn't always care either. Well, she, he, it wasn't nothing new. Letaris. He's always cheated. It was what I needed to do to talk to the brother and tell him, hey, this is what it is. And he was like, you know what? I've always felt X, Y, Z. We talked about it. We chopped it up. It was great. We prayed together. I, he, I encouraged him. <laughs> it was great. When I tell you, it was nothing. But, I guess I ain't finna be talking to no dude about no stuff like that. But Did you God know this told man? me to do that. Did you know this man? Yes, I knew him. And so y'all would come into contact with one another every once in a while, and you knew that you had slept with his wife? Yeah. Okay, well, you Every time he came around, I'd just walk around. I walked to the. You were trifling. Yeah, I was very trifling. <laughs> Latarius is trifling. Okay, so I let's was. get back on the topic because we can talk about that all day, too. Because <laughs> Latarius, okay, anyways, okay. Hey, it was a long time ago. So, my question to you is when you get into a relationship, do you cut off your female friends because you have a lot of them? I put it in, I put boundaries up. What are your boundaries? Because I, I think that boundaries can be subjective. I put boundaries. It's an actual discussion that I have with my significant other to say, hey, listen, you know, I have female friends. Let's let's talk about it. I'm going to tell you what my boundaries are. And then you tell me what you want to add to those boundaries. The first boundary is I never discuss or uncover my significant other with that friend. So whatever me and my wife or girlfriend are going through. That woman will never know about it. I okay, that is a good boundary because that is a problem. Is never when did. you have when you have friends of the opposite sex, when you start to disclose your your relationship issues with them, now you're opening up a whole Pandora's box. Yes. Because when emotions start getting involved, they start being the shoulder to lean on. There it is. How many times in life has that quote unquote shoulder to lean on? <laughs> Begin to be the body you lay on. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, somebody. Oh, hello. You preached out. Been there. I've been there. I'm okay. telling you. I talked about that in a, a previous episode. So that is that is definitely rule number one. Yes. Okay. What's, what's another boundary? The other one is, um, of course, the time limit. You don't talk. You don't call people after whatever respected hours. It may say 10 o'clock. may say 9 o'clock. Whatever yeah. that is. That's, that's whatever. So then a lot of times what they end up doing is talking to them on a whole drive home. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Are you testifying? I, that has happened before. <laughs> yes. Come to find out. Let, let me tell you about a situation why this is. I, 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 I hope to one day be in a relationship where I truly trust that person enough to have that female or two, that, that friendship of the opposite sex. Yeah. And I'm secure with it. Yes. Um, we, the reality is we all deal with insecurities, yeah. right? Um, 
And then depending who you deal with brings those uh, insecurities even out to the forefront and make it even intensified. A- absolutely. I would want that, and I would want that opposite. I, I actually had a really, really, really great guy friend um, when he got married. And, and when I tell you, like, he and I are not each other's types at all. Um, we've always been super close. Um, and and I, I'm going to say we are not each other's types. <laughs> that, I'm going to say that again. Yeah. But when he got when he got married, I think that there was an issue and and I I never knew why because I never really came around like that or whatever, mm-hmm. and so out of respect, you know, he and I were no longer friends. But I'm not gonna lie, that one hurt me because I'm like, dang, that was my dog, like yes. you know what I'm saying. So, but I would never disrespect anybody's relationship in that way. On the opposite side, I was in a relationship, and a guy that I was dating this is many years ago. He had a female best friend, and I'm not even gonna lie, I, I just wasn't with it. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't because it was she's a woman. You just kind of get this intuition. It's like, hold up, I walk in the, I walk in the, you know, to come see you, and and she was there. No, but you all up on the phone, and I'm like, okay, now y'all kicking a little bit too much. That was number one. It, okay, was the friend in the relationship? Was she in a relationship? Because that does make it a little feel a little bit better. If I you don't know I, honestly. Somebody. I don't know. I know, I know the friend had it, had, had a child, and uh, the guy I was dating was the godfather of the child. Okay. You know. And how'd you feel about that? I was okay with that. Um, but to me, that just, it was almost like dealing with a man that had a child. Yes. It was, that is always going to be the thing of, so man, he, that's a, that's a, you know, her, her child is my god, god child. You get what I'm saying? So that was always <laughs> like the reasoning to be talking and checking up on the yeah. child and this and that, right? And I'm, I was young. Um, so he was really involved in, in the child's guy in a show. sense, and and, yeah. and and his family knew this particular person, and so like you know when he would have activities, you know the the best friend would be there. Oh, so, so she was a family friend, so she was involved from a higher level, like the yes, whole family. But, but let, don't get it twisted. I mean, they weren't like childhood friends. This is like <laughs> something that developed over the last five years through yeah. school and stuff or whatever. Yeah. So yes, the whole family knew or whatever. So. I didn't want to be the one to make it a big deal, but I just always felt had. uncomfortable. And we would have little fights, but not big fights. I'd be like, come on now. like, And he just did not get it. But again, knowing who you're dating. Okay. Yeah. Fast forward. Um, after we had split up, I want to say like a couple of years later, him and his best friend ended up having a child together. I was, I was hoping you weren't going to say that. <laughs> and it just kind of. Confirmed why you're why you were so insecure about the situation. Yeah, and, and and what's crazy is it might not have even been anything then, but when you go and that happens later on, and now you guys have a have a child, then it goes back to other women's in, uh, inclination of, were you just waiting in the cut? <laughs> you know, and I and I like this girl to this day. I really like this girl, and I, I we don't have problems with each other or anything. Like I really genuinely like this person, but at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I was feeling cut. a certain type of way. I mean, that's the only thing you can think yeah. if y'all ended up being together later on, whether y'all slept with each other one time and had a baby or 20 times and had a child. <laughs> Regardless, I just think that there are certain people in your life you would never cross a line with. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. So, so, when, so when choosing your significant other, whether it's in a relationship, do you say, no to all of that. You can't have friends, or or like you said, the friends that you 
today I met you on say September the first. Everybody before them, <laughs> that's your friends. Let's get this list together. If you met them September second, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> then we ain't we no, we no, ain't no, no. deal with each other. In all honesty, um, I want a person to come into a relationship and be who they are. Yes. If you have friends of the opposite sex, I would like to meet them. Of course. But if there is somebody that I feel is waiting in the cut, or somebody that's just a little bit, so when you have friends of the opposite sex, they should do what you said earlier. There's a, now a boundary that themselves they have to set within themselves. Yeah. So yeah, you're used to knowing all his business, and y'all are used to talking about everything. But when we're all sitting around a table together, don't be the most common one at the table, right? Hold back some of your thoughts and opinions. Ooh, say that right there. That sounded good. Don't be the most common one at the table. Because a lot of times, what friends want to do is jump in to let you know how, how well they, they know, know the other person, and it's like. So then now <laughs> the, the, there's an issue because now you're starting um, well, you're starting a battle between yeah, us. You're now starting you're, to compete with him. You're, you're starting to compete with me and make sure that I know that you know him better, the guy that I'm dating better. That's so now good. that's when the issue comes into play. That's good. If you can be respectful of your friend yes. and myself and our relationship enough to not be that common and enough to learn there are some things, some conversations you don't jump in on there are some conversations that even if you do know the answer you just kind of lay lay back <laughs> if i feel that like you're respectful i would love for you to be a part of what we have because i never want to go into anything and the first thing i do is say let me give you a long list of everything you about to cut because that's not realistic yeah, no, and no one because wants that when you try to change somebody and when you try to cut everybody out of somebody's yes. life first of all now you're asking me to be your god i can't be there for you all the time talk about it you need those friends yes and and then i'm changing you until i disappoint you so you want people to change for themselves totally Lutheris, i have been in those relationships where i tried to change a man <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> Trying to keep a man changed is too <laughs> difficult. And I think that's our natural instinct. Said, keep him changed, huh? Yeah, because it's like you're trying to remind God. <laughs> this is so funny. You're trying to constantly remind me. Remember, you ain't this person no more. <laughs> and they're looking at you like, hell, I ain't. No. But again, when somebody, when you're telling somebody what you want them to be and yes. then they're changing for, for you. you, you're always going to disappoint them. Yep. When you disappoint them, they're going to go back to who they truly are at their core. People have to change on their own. I mean, and same thing goes for ourselves. So when I'm in a relationship, I have guy friends. And I'm actually, um, I would say, I don't talk to them on the phone. But I, with the exception of, like, one, I'm really cool with all my exes. Um, again, we don't talk on the phone or anything. But if I saw them out. It ain't going to be no bad blood. Yeah, it ain't nothing like that. I have got friends that I talk to right now, including yourself. But when I get into a relationship, I set the boundary. I don't want anybody to have to set the boundary for me. Right. If I am, if whatever the conversation I'm having with my friend who is of the opposite sex, if I cannot have it with my man sitting right there, yes. then I know that this is. Yes. Awkward, right? This is okay. These are probably, and again, it's in it. We're talking about innocent conversations. Like, but would you answer why he's around? Depending on who it is. <laughs> what do you mean, depending on who it is? Would, um, would you answer the phone if one of your exes called? Like you said, y'all don't typically talk on the phone, but if y'all were, I mean, no, if he did call and you were around mm -hmm. your 
boyfriend, fiance, a husband, and he called, would you answer? Yes, because if I didn't answer, that it's means be that there's something wrong. Exactly. But that is why I want to be in a relationship with the man that when I say, that was weird. Like, I ain't talked to him in forever. Yes, or when I am me. having that conversation, he's, he's secure enough, not within himself, but within who he knows he's in a relationship with. There it is. To say, okay, that's what's up or whatever. And even if he has a couple questions, do y'all talk very often? No, I mean, I haven't talked to him in forever and whatever. And at, the, if, at that time, I would like for him, if he has a problem with it, to respectfully now let's have a conversation. Right then and there and not let's build say, up animosity. Yeah, let's say it is okay for him to say, you know, that kind of made me feel. Yes. Tell me how you felt. Don't tell me when you met. <laughs> and let's talk about it. And either I can say, well, I completely understand that. Or I can say, well, I'm sorry. You know, because I've, I've been in a relationship before, Latera. And this is why this is such a sticky subject. Yeah. And it doesn't have a definite yes or no. Right. Um, where I changed my phone number. Because I did not want for somebody from my past to pop up. Because I knew who I was dating. And, and you I knew, knew ahead of time that you needed to change your number for that. I knew that if no matter who it was... It could be an old coworker that was, <laughs> I'll just put it this way, definitely not my type. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If it was a male, it was going to be an issue. And that was one thing I didn't want to sit up at night and worry about somebody. You know, people are so used to be being single yes. that there's not a lot of boundaries right now. Yeah. So then, I mean, it's not like you send out this mass text when you get into a relationship. I'm in a relationship. Yeah, please Only call don't call me. me. <laughs> don't, don't call me after 959. And that is what we have to be realistic about when we're in relationships. Those random calls will pop up. But do, do you truly trust the character of the person you're in a relationship with to tell you what the truth is? And most of the time when we have issues, Lateris, it is because... We get into relationships with people, people and we, we question their character. There it is. And we do it a lot. I, have do, I, I am so guilty of it. I have done it so many times. And this is why I always tell people the reality is I'm a bad picker. <laughs> I am. My, my picker is off. Like, it, it's just, I don't know what the heck it is. But my picker is, is definitely off. Um, why do you feel like that? So you are you picking people that you know... I had an episode called Preference Versus Purpose. Do you normally choose by preference based upon looks and all the other stuff? Or or do you... or I wouldn't even say it's looks. I would say it's more of... But I definitely think I, I pick out a preference. Um, I think it's more of a vibe. You know, and... But there's nowhere in the Bible that God ever tells you to make a decision based off of emotions. Like, ever. ever. Like, it, it, please, somebody find me the scripture. But I have been told by a pastor that there is not one scripture that says, you know, when you are feeling emotions, this is the decision that you make. Um, I'm not saying that there's not a le level of attraction. Yeah, yeah But it's not ba based off. Yeah, so you get into these situations and there's a vibe. And so now you start to, like, going off that vibe. As opposed to, and you will force purpose. You, you sure will be will. like, well, he did tell me, I did hear him say his grace. Okay. He be, did say his grace. <laughs> he does pray over our food. Um, um, he did say he used to go to church. Yeah, he used to go to church, but you know what I'm saying? Or he will send me prayers via text from somebody, you know, some mass 
texting he gets or whatever. Oh, um, God. Oh, God. But on the flip side of that, I've also had guys that know how much I love the Lord. And use that as the, the bait you in. Terrence has happened to me a few times. And what did they say to you, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, guys will get very spiritual. I'll just put it that way. And you know, I well, have they have they ever got so spiritual that they said, God told me that you're my wife? Yes. <laughs> of course. Yeah, good. And I'll be like and You're the wrong person to say that to. You you already know. Look, Latarius will call me with some uh God told me, I'd be like, Terrence, get off my phone. Because all, all you were picking but, with you, what you were going to eat this afternoon, sir. God didn't tell you to go to Golden Jick. God didn't tell you. Uh. I'd be like, oh, Lord. But seriously, I've had guys that, um, and I believe that their intentions about seeking Christ were. Genuine. Yeah, to a certain extent. But I think that it was definitely blown out of proportion. Because um, they had you as the goal and not God. Yes. And I've had guys that when the relationship was ending, it would be sending, I, I cannot make this up, Go ahead. sending me pictures of them reading the word, getting their, saying, telling me, <laughs> telling me that they're getting their life back, refocused with God, um, writing scriptures on their hand and sending me pictures of the scriptures on their hand. And I mean, you know, my, my, <laughs> the terrorists. <laughs> I know. It's so then now I struggle. We're trying to find whether or not that's genuine or not. And now you're, you're a little skeptical when guys come yes, at you like that. But I, I think that, I think we know because I think it's not what they say, it's what they what do. What they do. Yes. Um, and a the lot, words and their actions have to line up. Yes. I mean, I, I have a, you're making me think of a whole bunch of other topics we can go in on, but we're not going to for sake of time. But I got to come back for another uh, podcast because I have some questions for you and men. Seriously. And it is along the lines of the thing of do guys really make time for what they want? Because a lot of guys claim that they're so busy yes. or have all of these excuses and their words and their actions never meet up. And you're like, Maybe they really are busy because you know me, Latarius. I'm busy. busy. You, you, you. I don't. It's have, hard to get on your schedule to actually come and do this. Yeah, like I, I don't. It's like I, I never sleep. I'm always. I always have something going on. Y'all know I'm half Jamaican, so I got like nine, sixteen seven. jobs. Okay, sixteen jobs. So I'm like sixteen jobs and twenty five. Okay, incomes. are you done? <laughs> and twenty five incomes. I don't know how you do that. Have sixteen jobs and twenty five incomes. Yeah, because I'm interning for a lot of these folks. <laughs> I do a lot of things for people for free. But okay, but anyways, I was getting off the topic. But we're gonna have to talk about that one day. About yeah, yeah, that is an interesting subject matter because the answer, the short answer is yes. Just like you, you will make time. Hopefully, you'll make time for that thing that is important to you. Okay, All don't right. you? Even though you have fifty million jobs, if you met somebody right now that just piqued your interest and you just was like, "Oh my God!" If he called you up, you would make time for him. I, even I, I even on the day that you may have had everything planned, even if it was like, "Hey, we can go grab lunch for about an hour." Yeah, I would. I, I definitely yes, I, I I would agree with that. But then I go in the thing of, "Well, I'm a woman," you know, men don't really. <laughs> so, anyways, we won't so even a, get in on I'm that. I'm a woman. Men don't ever do that. Yeah. Jay, so. are you interested in getting in a relationship? Are you Are you interested in remarrying? Oh. It brings anxiety just the thought of it. Yeah, it does. Um. I, I am interested in getting into a relationship. I am interested in, in being married one day. Because I don't want to let 
my failed marriage keep me from experiencing what God has for me. But on the flip side of that, like, it does bring me anxiety because, you know, you get to a point where you're tired of failing at it um, or you're tired of picking wrong, not really knowing. God, they be like, well, let God pick for you. And I'm just like, well, I wish God would like literally just come down here and, and say, be like, him, here, here, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean. I we guess, say that crazy stuff as Christians, let God pick for us. What does that really look like? I mean, if we're totally Well, clearly, I ain't never let God pick, so I don't really know. I thought I was letting God pick, <laughs> but clearly he was not. So I can't answer that question. That is something I've never experienced. Um, sometimes I feel like if it were in my face, I, I now this is me accepting responsibility. Let's talk about it. I will find fault. <laughs> I will get annoyed easy. I get annoyed easy. I get you. You laugh because Kayla, you know me. Yeah, because me and Kayla was talking to you one day after that event, and we were just like, God, Jay, just be so hard on people. My God. Okay. Yes, it's very true. They think that I'm such a guy. They think you that are. I- you a dude. <laughs> you a straight up dude. I ain't never met a prettier dude. Make me want to be gay because you're a pretty dude. <laughs> or a pretty dude. Shut up. <laughs> but I am, y'all got to understand, and what I do for a living, I'm around guys all the time. I hear the stories. <laughs> I, I've seen it all. You know what I mean? So it, it, it makes you jaded. Yeah, yeah. It really, truly does. Like um, the host of our show, she, you know, she was a little bit older when she got married. And yeah. she, she says the same thing. She's like, Jay, it's tough for us yeah, because is. of who we're around every single day. Yep. What we do It's hard. Number one, for people to understand that you got to find somebody that's super secure yep. uh, with what we do for a living. And we see and hear all this. Like, we see it firsthand. So it's not somebody telling us. Yeah, y'all see. We it. see the trifle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, is like we're skeptical about every freaking thing. Yeah. And also, people are going to get mad at me. for Men are going to get mad at me for making this statement. I have often found. I'm not saying this is across the board. So y'all don't, y'all don't DM me. Cuss me out. But I have honestly often found that the more successful you are as a woman, it is really harder for a man to choose you. Oh, yeah. That, that's, I think men would agree with that. Because, and I don't understand it. It's like you work your whole life and you because you, you, you get your own because you don't want a man to think. I don't ever want a man to think. That you, I, don't, you don't need him. No, 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 no. I don't want ever want a man to think that I'm getting into this relationship for what he can do for me. I want to it, it to be where we're what we're doing for each other. But guys have a tendency. I don't know if it's y'all's ten y'all, y'all's need to be needed. It is. It's a hundred percent that. That's what I was going to tell you. I said that when a male gets into a relationship, and we're trained like this from the very beginning, is to go out. Provide, go make a living for that wife. That's why you see men in the NFL. They're struck. I mean, they're hustling to go get that big contract. Or, or career-minded men, they go get that to go get the nice cars, the nice money, the nice house to then be able to afford the caliber of wife that you want. But what is the caliber? Because the caliber, if you're affording a wife, you're not necessarily going out and choosing the wife that has her stuff and, together. And that's the problem. So that's why I say it's a disconnect between. It's a disconnect between. The male and female counterparts. That's why you see shows like Housewives of Atlanta and all these shows. But because we're we're what's marketed so much is the materialistic side of relationships. You see that all the time. It's like, oh yeah, you hear a girl say, "Oh, he bought me this. He bought me that." Okay, okay. So pause right there, because ladies, if y'all know how to make that happen, 
Send your girl to formula because for some reason, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Jay, you know, you, 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 you've been taken care of. No, yes. no, no. I really have not. You've I, experienced some nice things in life. Yes, I, I definitely yes. have. I, I, from, I was from, in a relationship, but I, I kind of, I think I broke his spirit. This is a guy that obviously could afford to buy things. I think I broke his spirit because... In a sense, I, I would always say, stop buying me stuff. And instead of me being grateful for when yeah. he would get me things, because my mind was like, I don't want you to think that this is why I'm here. So instead of me welcoming it, letting yeah, him I love you the way he wants to love Yeah, you. I wasn't used to anybody doing those things for me. I was used to being the one to buy the gifts and be yeah. catch. And, and now he's everything that I used to. So it really kind of made me feel like, so I would kind of reject it. Not that I don't still have the bags, but I'm just saying, instead of me being like so grateful, and again, this is me taking accountability and being like, oh my God, thank you so much. I was like, why did you do this? But or, in your defense, you were still young. I was you were, you very were, young. You were very, very young. Because so, if anybody does that now. You're going to be like, thank you. What? Hallelujah. I'm going to be like, oh my God. <laughs> so would you take the gifts? Like, are you the okay. type that you'd be like, nah, I don't want to take the gifts because I don't want him having any expectation if you're not interested in them or whatever? Oh, no. I don't think I would take anything from anybody I'm not interested in. Um, I don't believe in leading anybody on. Now, if you know where we stand and you decided to do something <laughs> for me. You'll say thank you. Um, That's my blessing. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, in a, in a sense, because that is some other people's love language, but yes. I, I, I haven't had that experience. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't, I don't experience that. I don't be having. So, and that's why I say I don't, I don't understand that. I don't understand how you don't have guys because of the circle that you're in, that guys you're around a lot of affluent guys that they don't even you know, try that as the approach, you know, I send you stuff up to the station and, and trying to, you know, wine and dine you and say, here, I'm going to go send you some Christian Louboutins and here it is. Just letting you know, I'm, I'm taking interest in you. Here's a Gucci purse. I, I don't know why either. I mean, I'm just, I, the affluent guys that I have come across to me are very selfish. Yeah. And I, I'm going to be, I, I have no idea about this world where these girls be getting these bags. It's like, I don't know, but I don't know. Cause a lot of them will say that they're not putting out for That's it. That's a lie. No, I, I it's think about, it's, 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 that's very no, rare. No, no, no. I think initially I think they I, may start off. It may initially at the time you may talk to them, they may say that, but the next week they are. No, 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 <laughs> yes. no. I, I, I honestly believe that there are some guys out there that. It's chasing girls, buying them stuff, and getting nothing in return. Yes, I believe that it happens. I absolutely. Well, and I would say that yes, that happens, but it's going to be with an older type of guy that wants your company and your presence. Because yes. a guy at the same level, he's like, why Why does he have to do that? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. he knows you're not interested in him like that. Yeah, and Instagram has kind of messed up everything because they're so, it's, there's such easy access now. Shoot, totally. To these um, surface relationships. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> guys have so many options. I'm talking about every guy has options. I ain't even talking about the rich ones, the fine ones. <laughs> Every guy has options. All you got to do is have a little bit of confidence. That's all you got to have. You ain't got to have a dime in your pocket. You have a little bit of confidence. Every guy has options right now because it's just all you're doing is, is scrolling. It's just this is why it makes life 10 times harder, too. That's another thing you need to talk about. 
With social media, the yes, influence like, of social media. Well, do you want to be in a relationship with somebody that is on social media? That is. Yeah, I had a conversation with my homeboy the other day, and yeah. Because I, I honestly, I don't. I if, if somebody is all into social media, unless we kind of had like the same, unless we were both influencers for like yeah, the same type that's of how thing. You make your money. Yeah, but yeah. I, look, when I look at a guy's page and a guy has like a bunch of selfies. <laughs> I think a woman has an excuse because when you're single, you're by yourself. You ain't got nobody else to take the pictures for you. <laughs> and we like to see when our makeup is popping and our outfit is popping. So a lot of people say, well, I really don't feel like I have that many selfies. Like when you look through my page, but obviously, yeah, I'm by myself. Like, I'm like, dang, my outfit is cute. I have to take a picture of myself. Um, like you did right when you got here. You start taking some selfies this under light. This light is everything. I hope it ends up being like this on the video. But no. It is. It's um, going to be dope. But men, like, that take a bunch of selfies and stuff like that, that's a red flag. I'd be like, oh. That's a red flag, a wet point. That you. That, I think that's that weird for guys to take selfies. Like, I don't know. I don't. Ooh, God. Okay, let's get on back on what we're talking about because people don't get mad. I just think I just think for guys to take a lot of selfies is weird because girls usually switch up their hair, their makeup, their outfit, their something like you be the same person in every picture. And I'm like, I just think that that, that is kind of a, a type of feminine thing to do. I don't really know too many guys that just love taking pictures yeah, no. unless they're. You know, kind of very much into themselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think women do it because it's just like a girly thing to do. It's like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I've been taking pictures my whole life, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know. Okay, but anyways. See, this so, is me and LaTaris. We were still on the phone for hours just talking. This is why I don't answer LaTaris' <laughs> phone calls because I know if I talk to LaTaris, I have to literally say, it's about three hours. <laughs> And this is why I could never have him as a friend if I'm in a relationship. You're broken up on. What? Lutheran's don't know how to hang up. <laughs> so, so so you're saying you're open to a relationship. You want to be married. You desire to be married again. Yeah, but, but, but to the right person. And I, somebody who is genuinely, like, it's certain qualities I look for now that I didn't look for before. Good. But, like, I really want somebody who is kind. Like, not just kind to me. Yeah. There's something about, and it's funny, uh, me and Didi, that is the host of the morning show that I'm on, she and I had this conversation because I couldn't put into words what I was looking for. And when she said the word kind, I was like, that's it. A kind-hearted person puts others before themselves. Yep, yep. And I don't want you to just put me before yourself. I really want, uh, obviously with some boundaries, because we're not going to talk about you keep putting your mom before our relationship. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> Which means you gotta go get your mama some money. Which what you, you just gave, gave some money? money. You, <laughs> <laughs> you already know. That's how it be. You just gave. Okay, my uh, okay. Yeah, you gonna call the mama, mama? No, hold on. Now you you you're looking like the other woman right now. Uh, okay, yeah. Had these problems. You, you know we can have these relationship conversations all day. All day. Um, but so yeah, he has I, to be I, kind. I want somebody who literally is purely a kind-hearted person. Um. You know, I've always kind of been attracted to the bad boy. Yes, you have. And yes, you have. I I, I heard you. Yes, you have. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. trying to make sure his microphone works. Okay, cut his mic bad off. Bad boys somebody. for life. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what you want and what you need are two different things. So when you looked at the bad boys, what was it that attracted you to them? Mm, 
I think it was like, that's a really great question. I know what it is. I know what it is. I just don't know how to put it into words. Like a bad boy is like, there's a, it's fun. And unpredictable. I don't really think I like, um, unpredictability. Yeah. Because I'm very big on consistency. Uh, but spontaneity is good. I, I, I'm pretty much a, like, um, I'm not a very spontaneous person. I'm like, my life is planned out. I play it safe. Um, you know, I like, like I'm, I'm down here. So I love being around people that are spontaneous that will pull me out of my introverted shell. Even though people don't believe I'm an introvert, but I really am. Yeah. You're, you're kind of a loner. Yes, I am a loner. Yeah. And because of what I do for a living, people don't believe that. Yeah. But I like people to pull me out of that. And usually a bad boy will pull you out of that. <laughs> right? Yeah, everything. Okay. I'll pull you out of what? Pull you out of the club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Um, so that is what, because oh, me being with somebody who's like super low key, kind of like I am, that is not going to work. No. Y'all just be sitting in the room just looking at each other be on like, y'all phones. What you want to do? What you want to do? Why are you taking selfies? He's looking at you taking selfies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, so, um, I don't know. So it. Uh, well, I want to touch on this before we get off. Okay. One thing that I admire about you is that you have been taking the work seeking counseling. Yeah. Uh, tell me why was that important for you? Because I want to encourage people that. When you're dealing with brokenness in your life, dealing with hurts, habits, and hangups, that it's always good to go get counseling. And a lot of people in our community don't take advantage of counseling. And why was this important for you? Because I had to realize that it's not everybody else is not the problem. And when I say a problem, like everybody thinks when you go to counseling or therapy that something is wrong with you right right there has to be it doesn't have to always be a chemical imbalance it doesn't have to always be trauma that happened in your life and what's crazy about our life is that there are some traumatic situations that have happened yes but we don't even know that it those were abnormal traumatic situations that we were in um you know I, i i guess people only think that you have trust issues and stuff like if you were you know unfortunately molested Molested, as a child or abused as a child or and those situations obviously you know come with impact your life absolutely but there are small things that can impact your life like i use this example all the time it's so crazy i can remember my brother's friends um like I, I, I've always worn bangs my whole life, right? And this is just something that's small, <laughs> so silly. But I remember pulling my hair back, all my hair back one weekend. I was like, "Mom, I want to change my hair." And she was like, "We well, just practice. You got to get used to looking at yourself." I pulled my, all my hair back into a ponytail, and I was walking around like that for the weekend with my brother and his four best friends came over. And as soon as they walked in the door of the terrace, they were like, "Dang, look at your forehead! Your forehead is so big." Oh my God. Like they were going crazy. And like it was, you know, I mean, I'm used to like when you got brothers and stuff like that, it's nothing. It's all good. But I didn't even realize. So I just went back to my normal hairstyle. No big deal. Well, I noticed when I went to college, the first time I got my hair braided in cornrows, they kept, I told them to keep my Chinese bangs. I was looking like an idiot. Okay. 
but I didn't realize that something from years before when I was in the yes, sixth grade affected me your, when I was in, like, yes. developed an insecurity in me. And I, this is a silly example, no, right? No, it's a good example. But I'm just saying that there are things, somebody could say something to you in the second grade and you will forever be looking in the mirror or making sure that that thing isn't showing. Somebody could say something to you in the ninth grade and, like, for the rest of your life, you're overly paranoid. You'll start liking a boy, you'll start liking a girl, and you're saying, oh, my God, are they seeing this on me? Yeah. Do they see, oh, I'm not shaped like the other the girls I'm not you know just all these things all these insecurities just start playing in your mind and you lose your your self-value yes and so um I had to seek counseling to say why do I think the way that I think you know um it could be things that have happened in, in in the home um I didn't realize that there were certain things that I did in my marriage it was because seeking acceptance was me seeking acceptance from my father, but I was doing it in my marriage, right? Because mm -hmm. my, my father's Jamaican. He's the type of person that's always like, good job, but it was like nothing was ever good enough. So it was like trying to live up to that. Yeah, expectation. Yeah, the, you want to be perfect so nobody can say, oh, but you need to at the end, right? And I think that that's how I've been my entire life is, you know, trying to make sure I'm not making very many mistakes and this and that. And it's just caused me to be in this bubble I don't need to be in an unrealistic bubble that causes me not to be as free as I should be. So I had to realize that I had to go to counseling therapy and I, I, I enjoy talking about it because I wish that the conversation was normalized for me when I was younger. Yes. My parents went to marriage counseling when I was younger and I was so embarrassed. I was really? so embarrassed. Yeah. I, because we didn't talk about that. We yeah, didn't talk about that at all. Cause if people found out, they'll be like, what's wrong with your family? What y'all, you know, they'll make it like something was wrong yeah, with us. I was yeah. in, I didn't want anybody to know. And so, um, I went to marriage counseling and I think that's why our marriage lasted as long as it did. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, I wanted to go back. I stopped for a while, to be honest, because once I was at my marriage, I kind of felt like, well, shoot, let me just go live my life again. Yep. Well, then I started realizing, like, I was bringing some of that stuff that back stuff in, into your was, new life. Yes. And I'm like, who have I become? Yes. And I think that that's very important is that we have to be self-aware. And that's this is why I don't like people feeling sorry for me. I don't like. I want to be self-aware. I want to know the areas that I need to work on. And I sought, first, at first I was seeking Christian counseling, which was great for me at the time. Then I needed more. Yeah. So now I have a, a therapist who is um, more of like a clinical therapist, yes. I guess is the terminology. But she, she is a Christian as well, but she is helping me to understand my brain. There it is. And so, yes, Christian therapy was great, but there's only so many scriptures you can give me. Mm -hmm. And then it turned into a, uh, you're, this is why you think the way you think. This is why you respond to these type of things, because there's a part of your brain that is over heightened and oversensitive because of X, Y, Z. Right. right. And right. so that that's what's been great for me. And I just I, I encourage everybody to, to, to seek out counseling. Your friends and your family ain't it. They're not it. And so I definitely appreciate that. I know you always promote that, not only just during mental uh, health awareness month, but you're, you're very transparent about that. And I know going through that process, you're going to be awesome. You're going to be great. And thank you so much for joining us on the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Give it up for my homie, Jay, uh, a.k.a. Lady Jay. Hey. 
Man, I really enjoyed having this conversation with Lady Jade. I mean, hanging out with my girl is always a good time. She's an absolute <laughs> nut, and I love chopping it up with her. But talking about this subject matter really brought something back to my remembrance. I had a conversation with my ex-wife while we were married, and she said, Terrace, I don't fear that you'll have an affair on me with some random chick. Uh, during that time, I was touring across the country with plays all across the U.S. And she said, I don't have a fear of you cheating on me with some random woman like that. My fear is, well, actually, she didn't say fear. She says, I know that if you cheat on me, it's going to be with one of your female friends. And I looked at her and I was like, you know what? You're right. So, you know, I, I know this is a really touchy subject. One of the things that I did take away from that marriage is where I failed and opened up the door for infidelity is I, instead of safeguarding my marriage, I started safeguarding that friendship. And I started valuing the friendship with the opposite sex more than the vows that I took with my wife. And I started holding secrets. I started walking out the room during conversations and um, sitting in the car before I walked in the house. And once you start keeping secrets and start having those inappropriate conversations while you're in a marriage or a relationship, then clearly that opens up the door for infidelity. And um, so that's one of the things that I know going forward that, I will not do that. I will not have inappropriate conversations with um, my female friends while I'm married and in a relationship. That's just totally, you know, just totally unacceptable. So, and to make sure that I set boundaries in that friendship and boundaries that my future wife is um, cool with. So that's one of the things I'm going to make sure that I do. But here's the part of the podcast where I manifest my future wife. Dear future wifey, I value my friendships with my female friends, and I pray you're able to trust my ability to fireproof our marriage. I desire absolute trust with you. If you have male friends in your life, I pray you're able to set boundaries so it doesn't impede on our love. Never allow external relationships to jeopardize our covenant. I truly desire to marry my best friend. You are my best friend. You will be the smartest one in the room about me. If anyone gives you information about me, it will only serve as confirmation because you will know me through and through. I will happily study you like a crucial exam that determines my future. However, it won't be a one-off exam that I can cram to get the license. You will be my continuing education course that only ends after taking my last breath. Your future hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.